Welcome to the 7 Days to Amazing podcast, where you learn how to make your life, business, and style even more amazing in the next week. Now your host, Sharon Haver of FocusOnStyle.com. Sharon Haver and you are about to be amazed. I have a very special guest on today's happy episode of Seven Days to Amazing. Jackie Ruka is America's happyologist. She is also a certified action success coach, which is affiliated with Harvard University and medical school. Jackie scientifically and joyfully educates you to get happy by disrupting the stress-to-reach-success mindset in your life and work, so you can shift to an improved well-being, have positive habits, and more balance, purpose, and fulfillment in your life. If you're like me, I'm sure you want to learn how to improve productivity and abundance in your life and your business. Before founding her science-based Get Happy movement, Jackie has, as a trained psychotherapist, she has been quoted in the Wall Street Journal, Yahoo Finance, and the Daily Work for her knowledge with assisting clients in business, overcoming limiting beliefs, and leadership towards creating vibrant lifestyles. Jackie's book, Get Happy and Create a Kick-Butt Life, offers inspirational proactive practices to take your life to the next level. I can see why that became an instant bestseller. So you can find Jackie online at the gethappyzone.com and on her weekly Facebook live trainings. Today, Jackie will tell us how to create a positive mindset that matters so you can reach your ultimate potential in happiness, health, and life. I've got a big happy grin on my face already and can't wait to learn more. Welcome, Jackie Ruka, America's Happyologist. I am beyond happy, thrilled, and joyful to have you with us here today. Well, thank you. That's an amazing introduction that you gave, and I'm thrilled to be here. Thank you. I really do have this big smile on our face. So in full disclosure, Jackie and I know each other, and we met in actually kind of a a happy event in in Palm Beach two years ago already. It was a while ago. And Jackie Jackie is the real deal when it comes to really having a happy and fulfilling life. So I want to start here. and, And, you know, most of us, Strive to find this kind of joy and happiness in, in business and in life because we start doing this, we start functioning rather than thriving, and you forget what it's like to really to really have that joy. So how did you get to the point in your life where, where you decided to become a happyologist? Oh, boy. Uh, well, you know, I worked in mental health when I first started my career, so I was very much surrounded by um, – what could I say, a lot of heavy energy uh, and saw people struggling. And so obviously we know mental illness is prevalent throughout throughout the world. Uh, unfortunately, um, we tend to focus on the negative in life in general, and this really drowns out the positive. And so at some point in my life, I decided I am way too young <laughs> 
<laughs> to be dealing with this heavy energy and it doesn't mean I don't want to help people. It made me realize that I want to help people on the opposite end of recognizing that it's not success that leads to your happiness, but it's actually your happiness that leads to success. And so until I recognize my own happiness and felt my true essence, did I realize that I need to lead with my happiness and do what feels right and good within my own life and move forward in that manner. And so that's how all of that that thought process and feeling all kind of bubbled up when I was when I was a psychotherapist. We're talking, you know, twenty years ago already. Uh, and that was a defining moment um, in recognizing that there uh, I was meant for something bigger and larger. Uh, than what I was currently doing at the time. And so instead of resisting it, like many of us often do, because uh, we all have some kind of a calling that is recognizing your uniqueness, uh, I decided, okay, I, I need to go with this. I need to really follow what my true passion and purpose is uh, and, you know, th that could take a while. It doesn't mean it's going to happen overnight. We're not all overnight, uh, you know, an overnight success. Um, and uh, I think the wonderful thing about it is to have the courage to really check in because the way out is by going in. So when I started checking in with myself is when I had the epiphanies and the ahas of what's my joy. So that's a really great point on like to go out, you have to go in. And, and I think it's something that so many people miss and, and just overlook, you know, I just came back from this really intensive business mastermind. And, and one of that, one of my ahas that I got out of it is exactly what you just said is that you, you've got to start with a beginning and an end and all this middle, there's all this stuff that gets in the way, but the only way you can get to the end is setting your goals and going inside of yourself and seeing what, what holds you back. And I know for me, it was just, we've had, we all had our little like interesting kind of tearjerker moments there because it's, it's just, it's relieving to, to just let go of all these things that we get stuck with. So how can you help someone, you know, in a way to get inside of themselves? Because so many people, especially, I know when I talk to people on, on any of my um, first impression sessions or get style calls and people are wanting to find a, a more interesting way to, to present themselves in a more on brand way in a stronger way, yet they, they shy away from it because it suddenly holds this mirror up and it's not the shoe that they're wearing and it's not the dress or their hair not done, but it's, it's really goes to such a deeper level of what's holding them back and their own fear of flying and fear of success. So can you kind of help people out on like, what's the best way to, to go in? And, and is it always kind of like tear jerkery and ugly or, or is it, a, you know, to get to your happy place? Like, how do you get to that zone, to your happy zone? Yes, that's a great question. And, the short version is, and it might sting when I say this, the short version is change your story. So the quickest way to get to the next level of yourself is to change your old story, the, the old stuff that you believe about yourself. It's time to let that go and change your story. 
And changing your story is asking yourself inspirational questions like, what do I want to be? What excites me? Where do I want to go next? What does that look like? Look at it as a canvas that is completely blank as to drawing, painting, whatever it is that excites you, inspires you, and let go of the stuff that is holding you back. And I'm not saying that the stuff that's hold, that has been holding you back or is part of your old story isn't important. It helps shape you, and but you have to bring the lessons that you learned from it, bring the good stuff that you learned from your from your old story with you. Those are the lessons. What pollutes you from moving forward is hanging on to the negative feelings related to your old story, the the victimhood, the doom and gloom, the I coulda, shoulda, wouldas. Uh, you got to let that stuff go because it's not serving you and it's keeping you in the negative. And in order to get into the positive, it also means changing your habits and changing your thoughts because your thoughts become things. Hmm. So you're transmuting the negative into replacing it into a positive. So what's so awesome about what you do, Sharon, is when you go on a, on a deeper level with people, you could simply change someone's story by getting them from somebody who might wear, wear black all the time to wearing a color that's vibrant, that brings out their skin tone, that, that is something that is powerful in its own right, but nobody really ever saw it within themselves. Yeah, that's and, what happens. They usually that's the whole thing is they never really see it in themselves. They they you know, and it's so interesting when you talk to someone and you realize that not only do they not see it in themselves, they're purposely like stepping on their own foot not to see it. They don't want to see it. And then when they reach that apex and they say, "Oh my God, I, you know, I I not only look like a different person, I I I'm showing up. I, I'm looking polished. I'm looking professional." But the confidence that comes out from just being mm-hmm. at one and projecting it, that's what's amazing. That's what keeps me going. And I'm sure you find the same thing. It's like, how can you feel confident when you're miserable? You know, you feel confident when you feel happy about yourself. And that comes from your emotions to what you wear, to where you live, to how you run your business. It all goes together. There's a certain, this, for me, it's like confidence and happiness go, go together and, and authentic confidence. Not like I'm, you know, sitting here with bravado, but I, I'm, you know, I just feel at ease with myself. Well, you, you bring up a couple of really good points. And one is when people are not feeling confident, it's not that they don't have confidence because confidence is actually something that you have to practice. Because when you master something, then you feel confidence confidence because you know you can do it because you've done exactly. it over and over and over and over and over again and it, and you know what the winning result's going to be, and so that confidence actually is like a staircase you build up to it to the point where you're practicing something and mastering something to the point where that the confidence is just building itself, however. On the opposite side of things, and this also goes to style, 
is asking, what are you hiding? Mm -hmm. Some people are afraid of their own power. And I mean authentic power. I mean what your talent is, what your gift is, what your uniqueness is, what your purpose is, what your passion is. People squash that within themselves. They're scared of it. It's a fear of expressing who they really are and recognizing that nowadays, especially, most people aren't paying attention to you. They're, they're looking at their phone. So what's really important is go ahead and do it anyway. You want to get outside of hiding who you really are, recognize your truth, and express it from the inside out. And don't be ashamed or scared or fearful. Those are all um, illusions. And it doesn't mean that you don't feel it. But you, what you need to recognize about feelings, whether they're positive or they're negative, is that they're fleeting. They happen for a little few seconds or a few minutes, and then they go away. But if you feed it, it's like feeding an animal. It's like they're going to keep coming back. That feeling is going to keep coming back. So don't feed it. Feed what feels good and recognize the fear or the self-doubt or the negative self-talk or the I'm not good enough. Those are just feelings and they're fleeting. And you have the power to dismiss them by saying stop. I'm not inviting you in anymore, and uh, replacing it with a positive mantra or a positive picture or if you're a visual person, uh, something that you can replace the negative with the positive. And if you need a coach or a mentor or a colleague or, uh, you know, that one girlfriend who kicks you in the ass, then that's that's what's going to help you to move outside of who you are into your true potential, then you need to go for that and not be scared. Because oftentimes if you've asked, if I asked my 21-year-old self, what would you change? I would change, stop being so so scared and just yeah, do it fear, anyway. Fear is just, it's just, unbelievable it's like a flood you know when you have a flood the water and the flood and it should be like flood flood fire and fear you know and insurance claims they all come in and with such force and just destroy everything around you and I know sometimes you know you just need to be gutsy you need to take the risk in yourself and and not be afraid and just say what if you know what am I going to lose if I did this and I know so many of these people it's just it's interesting for me because when I'm looking at them and it's a simple conversation about how you're showing up, it just goes into such psychological issues beyond this outfit. And it really is the fear of succeeding because what happens if you succeed? How, how will that change your life? And it gets to a deeper level of it'll change their life in a positive way, but they're very happy or content, I should say, being in the miserable way. It's better to be miserable sometimes because it's the known than to be happy mm-hmm. in the unknown. So if someone has that, how do you break that, that wall down that they can just get ahead and, and realize that, you know, being happy and like 
the mundane and miserable and blah is not being happy or being content when you can thrive. It's that whole fear of flying, fear of thriving. Right, and that's a good point. People are um, the scarcity mindset of I'm not good enough or um, staying in the comfort zone because if there's something really great outside of the comfort zone, oftentimes people don't see it because they're surrounded in their comfort zone, which could be that whole scarcity mindset. And so instead of asking what's the worst that could happen, change the thought of what's the best that could happen. Hmm. Um, oftentimes we all think in a society, well, what's the worst that could happen? Well, the worst that could happen is you stay in your comfort zone and you stay stuck and you don't go anywhere. And then what? And the book that's in you or the, you know, the career that's in you or the people you're supposed to be serving, you're denying all of that. So you become your own worst and you know, even Or even the joy or the experience. I know there's so many women who, you know, they're like, I can't wait to go to Paris. I can't wait to do this. But rather than actually getting themselves together with the goal of saving up or just setting it, okay, in the year 2018, I'm going to go there or whatever it is, they rather just go, I'm going to look at pretty pictures. I'm going to spend money in a program that could take my mindset there. I'm going to, and it's just, I don't understand that. It's just for me just doing. Life is so full of experiences. And if you, you want to see the world, make it your part to see the world. Do the little things every day as sort of the, the, the breadcrumb steps to go out there. But I, I just find so many people are just, they, they're stagnant and they're Stuck because they're afraid to just go out on, on life's adventures and, and the joy that it brings back to them. And I find that amazing, amazing. So I know for me, for people, it's like if you want to be amazing, go out of your house and explore. Go where you want to go and just set it on your calendar. If you can't afford to do it, like figure out how you can budget it in at a realistic time frame. But just go out. There's inspiration all over you. And it's just interesting that people who just rather have excuses than go out there. So how do you break away from the excuses, Jackie? Well, it's those feel-good patterns that people have. And so feel-good patterns are, um, like I mentioned earlier, they're just habits. People do the same thing over and over, but they're not getting the result. It's the definition of craziness. Right. Uh, so then you, you've got to change a pattern that you might have or tweak it and change it uh, so that you've got to want to have it enough to put it into play. So if you've got a goal and let's say my goal is I want to go to Paris. Well, first of all, change how you're even saying it. Okay, you want to go to Paris. Say I am going to Paris. Mm-hmm. And Absolutely. this is how I'm going to make it happen. And it could may it may not be for two years from now because you you need to save up the money or you don't have enough vacation time or whatever it might be. So reverse engineer it. Put the goal out there is I am going to Paris. Okay, that's the goal. Then reverse engineer it. What are the action steps that I can start putting into play to get closer to I am going to Paris? How much is a plane ticket? 
Okay, let's put a budget together. Okay, well, how many more hours do I need to put in or how many more clients do I need to attain to put toward my budget to go to Paris? So if you are passionate enough about it, then you will do something about it. You have to want it enough. If you don't want it enough, then it's just it's just a thought. It's just a dream. That's so, an, a, a, yeah, an action turns your dream into a plan. If you don't have a plan, then it's just a dream. No, that's just brilliant. That that's brilliant. And I hope you people listen to this. And I hope you also, because we have, there's just, Jackie is full of just so many amazing nuggets. I hope you not only listen to it now, but I want you to come back tomorrow and listen to it again because you'll get more out of this. And I also want you to bookmark this episode so that those days when you're kind of feeling blue and stuck and you don't know what to do, just listen to Jackie and come back here. (laughs) I mean, she's incredible. So I have a question for you. So one of the things I like to ask people is like, what does amazing mean to you or look like in your life? So if you had to describe Jackie's amazing, what would that be? Oh, wow. Um, you know, I, I've been a, I've lived a very blessed life in the fact that I've traveled a lot. I've experienced a lot of the world. I've surrounded myself with positive people, people that I aspire toward is the people I want to spend time with. And, um, I think, what I find is amazing are the miracles that take place, especially when you're not looking for them. When things pop up in these synchronistic manners and something amazing happens, and it's, it, it's for example, um, perhaps you are uh, thinking, I really need to meet this person who's going to help me do X, Y, Z because I don't know how to do it. And then next thing you know, you're sitting down having a cup of coffee with somebody and they're like, hey, you know, there's this person I really want you to meet and they might be able to help you with your creative project. And it's like, oh, okay. And then you meet that person and it's just kismet. It was so meant to be. To me, those are the miracles of life because – yeah. It's, it's, I find even it's though like you set your intention to the universe and somehow it just it happens, yes. you know? Yes. And so people neglect their intentions. And so what is amazing is when you set an intention and then you just kind of forget about it. And all of a sudden <laughs> that amazing thing, that miracle happens and you're like, oh yeah, I set that intention. I had the intention of I needed to meet this person who could help me with this facet of my creative project, and boom, it happens. And what's so great about intentions is is you're not really focused on the outcome so much, and then all of a sudden, boom, it happens in the divine timing, and the miracle takes place, and the synchronistic occurrences start to play themselves out. And that, to me, is the amazingness of what takes place in our lives every single day, if we're open to it. We've got to be open to it. 
No, absolutely. I mean, I, I totally, my husband is like, what? Is that your intention? What are you talking about? Universe? You have to do it. I'm like, no, I wholeheartedly believe. And I know in my career, too, where I've sort of set my mind open, like, I would love for this to happen. And, you know, this is what I want. And I really want this to happen. Or I really want to meet someone who could do that. Or I really want to go somewhere. And I sort of forget about it. But I kind of put it out there, you know, mentally with myself, or I'll tell someone else. And then, you know, a reasonable, a reasonable amount of time passes. And all of a sudden, I'm like, well, okay, here it is. Now, how did that happen? Isn't that funny and ironic? And I don't know how it works. There's no, you know, I can get a little woo-woo when I could not. But it just happens. And I think it's just so important to just say it, just set it, set it and say it and see what happens. And then of course you have to work for it when it comes there or, you know, but maybe it'll also direct your eye where to work and what to look at. Maybe it'll, maybe setting your intention that I want it to happen. You're going to start figuring out, you know, how to put on travel or mind just to get that ticket to Paris rather than buying some course that'll make you feel like it. You know, maybe it'll, maybe it'll teach you how to live life more and set set the path as to where you can go to go find it rather than just, I don't know, digging. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's, it's like, um, it's kind of like, all right, when you go shopping and you're going shopping and you're looking for those hot red boots that you really want. Well, usually when I'm, when I'm going shopping for those hot red boots, like I really need, I really need those hot red boots. I go out and guess what? I don't find them. Exactly. They're not, they're not there because I'm in such a, I need, I need these right so, now and I can't find them anywhere. And when they, I'm just like, oh, I really like those. I've really been wanting some really hot looking red boots. And then I just kind of forget about it. And then I'm just haphazard me, whatever, walking down the street and past the store that I stop and I'm like, oh, there they are. So true. So true. Yeah. I'm not in the feeling of desperation or need. I'm feeling of wouldn't it be nice? I just I'm gonna open myself to wouldn't it be nice to have that? And just invite it to happen and don't force things. Don't feel in the desperation need mode because that is actually a form of resistance. And we are all in a we all can get in our resistant mode because it's it's also a form of sabotage to change so if you want to make a really big decision in your life that's great but don't sabotage yourself because we all have this tendency to sabotage ourselves that's so true and and it on a deeper level but on a more oh i don't know superficial level when people say going back to those red, <laughs> red boots so many people say to me like what five pieces do I buy what do I need to have? there's no answer to what five pieces to buy and if you say I have to have this thing that thing and that thing you're never going to find it it is just you're going to torture yourself shopping go I hate shopping I hate doing it but if you set yourself open that, oh, I could use a new pair of black pants or some red boots, a black pump, maybe I need a new coat this year. I don't know. And you kind of walking around, la-di-da, looking in a store window, looking online. It's like, oh, wow, these are cool. 
or maybe if you don't even need it, but you kind of say, hmm, that looks like a nice thing I flipped through in a magazine. You're like, oh, wow, this I like these boots. It's kind of the end of the season. They're on sale. I bet I could wear them. I'm going to get them for next year. It just happens. And then because people say, oh, you must love shopping. I hate shopping because shopping to me is doing exactly what you said. It's neurotically looking for those red boots. I like just kind of window shopping and walking around and never knowing where something will turn up and being surprised, you know, and go, Oh, that really works. And that's when you find that not only the best things in your wardrobe, you usually even find them on sale. So it's like there's the extra bonus because you, you find them when you're not desperate to find them. You know, it's like you suddenly have a, a, a special occasion and you have to go find an evening dress or a cocktail dress. And you, don't, you know how horrible mm-hmm. it is. It's the end of the season and they're only showing summer dresses and it's and it's still winter in it, but you're wearing it next week. So it's like, if you're going out there and you say, well, that's kind of a cool basic cocktail dress. I could kind of wear it to something. Just buy it. You know, it'll turn. And right. then you know what happens when it's in your closet? If it's right for you, somehow the situation turns up where you really need to wear it. And you have it and it's easy and you're ready. And I think by setting your intention that way and being open, it just makes you always in a state of ready. And ready means ready to receive without what you were saying, the desperation of, of I have to find red boots. It's like, oh, I can't even think of a mm-hmm. reasonable way to spend my day. Then, you know, I have to find red boots. We're like, wow, those are cool red boots. And so are those leopard ones over there. I think I'm going to get those too, you know? It's just it's a whole different, <laughs> whole different mindset, you know? It is. It's, and that's exactly it. I, your thoughts are things. Like I said, your thoughts turn into things. But also be careful what you ask for. In other words, when you're setting the intention, make sure it's the exact intention that you um, that that you're open to receiving it, and and don't make it such an intention that you know, okay, I want to win the lottery, and I'm going to win the lottery, and it's going to be you know whatever, a hundred million dollars. Okay, great. Well, that may happen. It may not happen tomorrow. And then if it did happen, are you ready to receive it? Are you prepared to receive it? Um, and I think people can trip themselves up of, well, I don't deserve. They go into the I don't deserve mode. And it's just like same with your happiness. So many people are in this mode of they don't deserve their own happiness. I mean, we all have a happiness seed that was built within us. And it's your job to nurture it. It's your job to water it and put sunshine to it by based on the choices that you make. And so the choices that you make are either going to lead you closer to your happiness or lead you down the I don't deserve road and you stay stuck. So sometimes recognizing that you do deserve happiness is recognizing that you're going to need to also make some choices. And some of them could be a little bit scary, uh, and, and that's okay. Um, because if, it's lean, if you want to lean in to deserving your happiness, then you really have got to be open to making some changes, which means making smart, wise choices and checking in with how does that make me feel. Often we don't focus on what makes us feel good we're in, we're stuck in our minds or we're stuck in our phone or we're stuck in front of the computer, but we're not really checking in with our feelings. 
And then before you know it, it's like another year has gone by. Absolutely. And you didn't, you know, you didn't accomplish that that dream or that goal or that creative project or that that whatever it was that really jazzed you, and you put it on that back burner. And, you know, <clears throat> that is almost, that's really denying yourself of what you deserve. Because the universe, God, whatever, whatever you believe in, is so plentiful and has so much to offer, you just have to open yourself up to feeling deserving of it. And again, it's a mind shift. It's, it's a mind shift of, I am going to hand you a bowl of oranges, Sharon, but you're sitting at a table with three other people and there's only, there's only two oranges. What are you going to do with them? Are you going to give them away? Are you going to cut them in half? No. You're going to take all yeah. of the oranges because, for you because they, the universe was specifically giving them to you because you're deserving of them. That's pretty heavy so. stuff. <laughs> yeah, well, guess what? We we are complex. People, we don't have to be complex. We could actually be very simple, but we get caught up in the analysis paralysis and, again, stay stuck or don't have the clarity, and and that's where the stress comes in. Because the stress comes in because stress is usually a feeling within you of doing something that you didn't agree to do, but you're doing it, and therefore you're compromising yourself. And people end up in a a state of constant compromise, and then they recognize that they're stressed out, or they're not sleeping well, or they're eating junk food, or they don't have time to work out, or they're in a, a relationship that's not um, that's not feeling good, or all of the above. They hate their job. Uh, they're commuting every day, and they're unhappy. And, uh, you know, those are things where you've agreed to do something, even though you knew deep inside of you it's not really what you wanted to, to do. It's not really what you agreed to do. So in order to step out of that, write down all the things that you are compromising yeah let, let me say um, I always like to ask people like if you could give someone a couple of tips on what you can do in the next seven days to make your life more amazing let this let this be Jackie's teaching moment of what you need to do to write down so just so we just okay everyone just sort of sets the intention on it so what would be the few things that they can write down this week that they can do this week and say, I was listening to, to Jackie Bruker on Seven Days to Amazing. She's America's happyologist, and she told me too. Go, Jackie. <laughs> One, <laughs> detox. Detox your life, meaning get rid of the junk, whether it's, and I mean really get rid of the junk, the clutter in your life that's not serving you anymore, the clutter in your house, that a cluttered house is a cluttered mind, get rid of it. The clutter in your relationships, if you are, to have toxic people in your life, it's time to say goodbye or move away. Uh, detox, detox your body. Um, this is really, um, you know, a mind, body, uh, spiritual 
mental emotional detox. Uh, so when you're detoxing, you also need to recognize where you're compromising yourself. And that could be anything from the things that you've been putting off, like maybe you have a dirty car that needs to be washed or a messy desk, or um, you are, you're, you're not charging enough for your services. And so you've been compromising and you've been holding off or holding back and settling uh, and being put in a position that you really don't want to be in. So write out a hundred ways that you are compromising yourself. Wow, a hundred hundred. Wow, I could think of a few right now. <laughs> right, exactly. And so when you write them down and really think about all the ways that you've been compromising yourself, start to detox all of that. Start to check it off your list so that you can become whole again and you're not these bits and pieces of you that, that are going out out there are not going out there anymore because you don't want to compromise yourself anymore. So that's my one number one way in which to comp, stop compromising yourself and also recognize that it's time to forgive, meaning so many people get caught up in, oh, I should have this or that didn't work out so well or I failed at that. And, you know, if you're not failing, it means you're not doing. We that, all yeah, fail. Let's at, say that again. If you're not failing, you're not doing. So everyone who says, and you're not pushing yourself, everyone who says they succeeded everything they're doing is not really doing anything that's that much of a push. It's like if you're always the smartest person in the room, you're probably in the wrong room. You know, it's like we all exactly to, we all need to push ourselves. And by failing, that means you have pushed yourself and you've learned to go forward. So that's a fantastic point. Yes. So, so express who you are. Recognize well, what makes me unique. So, what makes you unique? Write them down. We all have things within ourselves. The essence of who we are is your uniqueness, your talent, your gift. Those things that you are meant to put, be imparting to the world and why you were put on this earth as your purpose. And often people overlook their purpose or not tapped into their purpose or they're scared of their purpose or they don't know really what makes them unique. So write down all the things that really make you unique. What are your strengths? What are you good at? What do you enjoy? Write them all down because that's where you're going to see how amazing you really are. Okay, and I have a quote. Start- yeah. Mm-hmm. No, no, I'd want to cut you off. No, I was just saying, when you start in, embracing what makes you unique and not being scared of it and start sharing what makes you unique and what your gifts are, um, if you can find that sweet spot of combining your strengths and your, your, your unique gifts and be able to package that in a way to help others, voila, you have just branded yourself. In a, in a manner that not only perpetuates your purpose and your passion, but you could actually even profit from it. So, so what ha- so what happens when? Because we have a question. I have um, 
for those of you who are not in, and I have a Focus on Style Insiders group, and if you go to focusonstyle.com forward slash insiders, you'll see how to get into this private group, and I've asked a couple of questions in there, and see, Letitia has a question that I think we haven't addressed, because sometimes what happens when, when what's holding you back is coming from the outside world, and it's beyond your control, and she asks, how can I supercharge my happy quote when I'm dealing with people with serious illnesses? Because sometimes, you know, you don't want to be a Debbie Downer. And I, I don't know. I know I've taken care of, of um, sick relatives and, and my, my mom when she wasn't doing very well. And you still need to find your joy. But how do you keep taking care of other people and being there and serving people who you love who are coming from, you know, who are ill and, and without it affecting your daily happiness? Right. Okay. So there obviously uh there'll be times where you'll be called upon to be perhaps a caregiver. And you may not necessarily want to be the caregiver, but you've been appointed somehow in your family as being the one who's going to be the oh she she can handle that. Let her do that. And when you are a caregiver, caregiver and you're helping a family member or someone close to you, um, you cannot do it alone because you will give up your entire life caregiving for somebody who has a mental illness or physical or disability or whatever, whatever it might be. If you've got other aspirations and you're not feeding them, you are going to wilt and huh. die. And so And that's a tweetable. If you've got other aspirations <laughs> and you're not feeding them, you are going to wilt and die. That is something yes. that you should write down and post on your refrigerator door. Go make a meme <laughs> on it, you know. Go to Canva or Pick Monkey and make a meme of one of those like meme things on your phone and like stick it on your wall. That's a great one. Right. So um so my so the bottom line is this. If you're surrounding yourself with with negative vibration, then you need to start vibrating higher. And as soon as you get up in the morning and you've got this heaviness of, oh, I, whether it's a job you don't want to go to or it's taking care of, of, an, of a person of uh, being the caregiver and you really weren't, <laughs> really didn't, for some reason assigned yourself or somebody assigned you to be doing something that you really don't feel equipped, nor do you really have the heart. If your heart is not in it, then it's not going to work. And so, again, you start compromising yourself, which becomes stress, and stress turns into what is known as dis-ease. It starts building up in your body and in your brain. And then you're really not captivating uh, you, what inspires you. And so... Remember those uh, oranges, you're in, you know, remember those oranges. Yeah. <laughs> They're there for you so, yeah. to inspire yourself. Yes. And so when you're giving a lot of yourself, but you're not getting in return, then... Obviously, you need to be changing the energy of I'm giving, 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 but I'm not getting in return. And if if you're unless your heart is in it, if your heart is in it, then you're it's it's not about the giving. It's a natural return because you enjoy and you love 
doing it. And in the joy and the love of doing it is the return. But if, if you feel like this is an uphill battle and you're paddling upstream, turn the boat, <laughs> turn the boat <laughs> turn around. The boat. <laughs> Let's leave it on that. Turn the boat. <laughs> yeah. And start going down. downstream. Yeah. Right. Start, start going downstream. And if you need help, don't be afraid to ask for it, even if it's professional help. Um, and if you don't have the means or the funds to get professional help, there are organizations out there that could possibly help based on your economic situation uh, that have resources. There are resources out there. So with every every problem, there's always a solution. You just need to step outside of that funk that you might be in and go get outside of yourself and start looking for and asking for the help. Set the intention of who can help me with this and how could I better position myself uh, so that I'm feeling fulfilled and this person is getting the help that they need because you're doing that person a disservice if you're not putting the oxygen mask on yourself first. Exactly. Exactly. If you're not fully present with yourself. And I think that's the thing that so many people just, they, they, they just ignore. I mean, it's easy to ignore yourself because you don't see yourself, but you've, you've got to put your own oxygen mask on first. And it's a hard lesson, but I think once you come to it, it's, you just, you end up feeling happier and you just don't feel used and abused. You just feel energized. So I think that's a really important lesson. So, Jackie, tell me, what are you jazzed up about right now? What are you working on? What is your what is your big thing that we should all know about? Uh, okay, well, a uh, couple of things. I'm working and just finished. Uh, I'm launching a new program for entrepreneurs, working women who want to express their greatness to the world by having the positive mindset to do so and start thinking more positive about what you have as an expert in your field. And the program that I have is a course for a six-week course uh, that is a live telecourse. And uh, to not only just reach your goals and, and get all your creative ideas packaged and together, but to feel good about it, excited about it, with all your amazing, awesome thoughts, <laughs> and and have the wealth mindset uh, to go along with it, so you stay in what I call the up spiral of your of your business of your passion, and staying in an up spiral, meaning uh, you've got the energy and the creative force and the tools to move you forward in um, in skyrocketing your business. Wow! In a happy way. In a happy way. <laughs> in a happy way. <laughs> So how did yes, they find you? At the, at the beginning of the show, I said that everyone can find you at thegethappyzone.com. So what is another great yes. way for people to find you if they want to connect with you on social media or for this great program? What's, what's the best way to find you, Jackie? Uh, you can go to uh, Facebook, Get Happy Zone, and that's where you'll see my America's Happyologist page uh, where I have all the events and information that I have happening. I have only four seats left in the, in the course. Uh, and uh, so 
we start on Tuesday. So wow. if you're interested, please contact me, and I will do a complimentary brainstorm session about your business. Uh, and, and if this course is for you, then great. Uh, then you, we can move forward, and you can find all of that on my Facebook page. And, and get don't happy zone. Yeah, and don't forget gethappyzone.com. So, and guess get what? Get Jackie's site looks happy. And, you know, when you talk about people <laughs> looking on brand, and I, I just think you look at her site, and it's a picture of Jackie, and she's happy, and she's got, you got to go see there in a beautiful picture behind her of a heart that she's painting in its color. And that's another thing, you know, when you go to someone's site, or your site, you want to make sure that your web presence, your personal brand, your style brand, everything about you is in sync. And Jackie's site is just beautiful. So she's America's happyologist. I encourage you to go to the gethappyzone.com and we will be seeing you on the next episode of Seven Days to Amazing. And thank you, thank you, Jackie, for being here today. Oh, thank you. I so enjoyed it, Sharon. It was wonderful. Great. We just love having you. And listen, people, I encourage you, come back to this episode again. The next time you feel like you're having your Debbie Downer day, listen to this. Talk to you soon. See you soon. And thank you, everybody. That's a wrap. Well, not so fast. Don't forget to hop over to FocusOnStyle.com for exclusive content to help you live your most amazing life with style and success. For even more great stuff that Sharon only shares by email, subscribe to her in the know list at www.focusonstyle.com insiders. See you next time.